0: Welcome to the Author Alchemist podcast. I'm here to make your writing magic happen. I'm going to teach you how to use your superpowers to ignite, inspire, and encourage your creativity so that you can turn lead into gold. Join me, Kimber York, as I delve into the many mysteries of inspiration, motivation, and imagination. And here we are at... The 11th episode already, and I have a little bit of the Catherine Turner thing going on. I've spent the last week essentially conked out on cold medicines and sleeping in my bed. The only time I've really gotten up is to walk the dog, because I'm a responsible dog mom, and fix myself some chicken soup. I was joking with a friend of mine. I think I'm actually technically about 73% chicken soup in my body at this point. Not blood, chicken soup running through the veins. So yeah, I have not been very productive (laughs) this past week at all. Well, I suppose getting well itself, recovering from a cold, is in its own way productive. It just doesn't feel that way. Okay, but I'm back, and I am recording a podcast. I probably sound worse than I actually feel at this point. I'm pretty much recovered, going back to the day job tomorrow as I'm recording this on a rainy Sunday afternoon, and you might hear the dog snoring in the background a couple of times because she snores. So let's get back to the real topic at hand and talk about writing. The specific topic this week is going to be about how you write, and as I hope you're familiar with by this point, you know that I am more interested in the motivational, inspirational side of working with writers than the grammar and technical aspects of it. So it might seem odd That I'm devoting an episode to how you write and other writing methods. But the reason I feel that this is important because it is a critical aspect of self-acceptance. We get hammered a lot as creatives on how to do things correctly or how to do things the proper way. And especially those of us who went through For instance, formal writing programs, either an MFA or high-level retreats that sometimes can last for weeks, even months on end, get drilled into their head about specific ways to write and how that makes you a real writer. And it's a cultural thing as much as it is a practical thing. I think a lot of the advice on how to write is well-intentioned. It is meant to get writers on their duff and writing. Because we all usually sit down when we write, unless you have a standing desk, which I'm kind of jealous of. I have one at work, but I I don't have one at home. And I really wish I kind of did. I spend way too much time sitting in this damn chair. Um, I would love to have a standing desk at home as well. Anyway, off topic how do you write? The alchemal lesson for this is really, it doesn't matter. Uh, Writing methods matter less than getting the writing done, right? And that's the important thing. But it's easy to say, too, don't worry about how you do it, just do it. And that never helped me either. So that's not what I'm going to tell you as that, That's not the final, up uh, oh, we're done, okay, now I've told you everything I know about that into the podcast. No, no, we're going to dig into this a little bit. And as usual, I found a great Tumblr meme that talked about this. I will include a link to it uh, in my notes section for this podcast, um, but I'm going to read it aloud to you here, and it's titled the two methods of fic writing. And of course, this was directed towards fan fiction writers, but it's pretty universal, I think. So here we go. Number one, don't think, don't breathe, don't question where the inspiration comes from. Just write like the wind before it leaves. Two, meticulously plan the plot out until you actually have to write the story and then struggle and suffer. And bonus method, no inspiration or plot, just an idea that you want to keep working on, but you just stare at the screen blankly with tears running slowly down your face. I think we can all agree that the bonus method is probably the most practiced and also the least desirable of all options. But the other two methods actually describe methods of writing that are fairly well accepted in the writing community overall, at least over the last possibly 10 years. I I never really heard him talked about prior to that but that could just be me missing some important points along the way anyway number one where you just write like the wind is really how pantsers do it and pantsers i'm probably going to have a whole other episode dedicated to pantsing because that's how i write pantsers don't outline and don't plan and they literally just write like the wind um Until they hit a wall, which we'll talk about later, too. Uh, The second one, meticulously plan the plot out. Of course, those are the outliners or the planners. Those are the people who are writing out very long outlines with subsections and sub-subsections and character sheets, and I admire them greatly, and I am hopeless at it, so you see where my preferences lie. But both methods are actually equally good. So I want to encourage you a little bit to step outside the box of how you think you're supposed to write and everything you've read about in all the writer's magazines and all the how-to books. And instead, think about how you actually get writing done. I'm going to Go out on a limb here and assume that most people that I'm talking to right now have written something. And if you have written something, think about how you wrote it. Did you sit down beforehand and on a napkin at a bar scratch out uh, Act One and Act Two and Act Three and the names of the characters and their ages and their hair color? Or did you just Burn with a flame sitting at the keyboard, pounding out a scene followed by another scene followed by another scene. How you write when you are inspired is a great clue to how you should be writing all of the time. Both methods are valid and it's valid to go back and forth. You might be a pantser when it comes to fan fiction, and you might be an outliner or a planner when it comes to that murder mystery novel that you've been working on and can't seem to finish. You can even mix them up a little bit, and I'll probably talk about how to do that in a the podcast where I talk about pantsing and, and planning more specifically. But However it gets the job done is how it gets the job done, and that is the most important part of being a writer. The fight is eternal, and people will give you all sorts of meaningful advice, and they mean it sincerely, but you don't have to take it, or you can take it in drips and dribbles. Again, my focus is on getting you to write less than how you write. So I don't want you to get down in the weeds where it's muddy and wet and probably very dirty and smelly and just flounder around getting all your clothes muddy and wet and dirty and smelly. I want you to figure out what works for you so that you can then Make it your bitch. I guess I'm going to have to put a warning for language on this particular episode. But anyway, your method writing should work for you and not the other way around. What is important is what you do to finish the story. And, well, you know, let's back it up a little bit. What's important is what you do to start the story and to write the middle of the story, as well as finish the story. All these parts are important. I know how exciting it can be to start a story or to work on an idea and then lose steam. This is where your self-knowledge of your writing method comes into play, because when you get to the point where writing becomes hard, if you haven't hit that point yet, trust me, you will. When you hit that point where writing becomes hard, your writing method is the engine that will keep you going down the road of the story because you can fall back on your knowledge of how you write and how stories develop in your mind and know that even though it might be difficult for right now, you can push through and finish the story. It's a confidence that will come from experience. The more you write, the more confident you become in it, the more stories you finish, the more confident you become that you'll finish other stories. But the confidence of doing is important because when you know how to do something in any art, then you know if you've reached a stumbling block or a hurdle or what feels like a wall, you know that there are techniques for getting around it. So sometimes with pantsing, and I'm gonna use that as an example first because that's obviously the one I'm most familiar with. With pantsing, it's very easy to write yourself into a dead end. And I remember the first time I was really cognizant of the fact my writing style as a pantser got me into trouble. It was a fanfic, and it was one of the first really long fan fictions that I wrote and finished. Well over 50,000 words. And I got to a point where I killed off the main character, which in fan fiction, not ideal. Unless you're writing really dark fic, which I don't generally, you don't want to kill off the, the character everybody loves. It's just kind of a bad idea. I actually ended up killing off like several of them. And I realized, wow, that is not how I want this story to end. I emailed some of my friends in the fandom and whined and cried about it and, and thought about it and I realized that by not outlining my story... And just following my muse down this path, la-di-da, I ended up at a very literal dead end. But here's the thing, by that point I knew I was a pantser, and I had a premonition, you might say, that things were not as dire as I thought they were at first, and indeed, After I let the story stew for a couple of weeks, I had a sudden, brilliant insight that came to me while I was doing a reread of what I had written so far. I had already planted the scenes for the plot twist that I put in to save my characters. In other words, to pull them out of the death throes that I had stuck them in. And actually ended up with a very clever story that I was very proud of and was very well received in the fandom. Now, looking back on it now, of course, I think it's, oh, well, it's an so amateur, blah, blah, blah. And uh, yeah, we all get critical of our work. But at the time, it was pretty good for the skill set I had and what I was working with and how out of water I felt writing something that long and plotty. So now I know, I know that if I write myself into a corner, even a corner where everything looks dark and bleak and closed in, and my characters have no chance of making it out alive, that if I just wait a little while, let it stew, simmer, uh, ferment might be a better word, but... When I go back and read it, uh, I will be able to pull threads out of what I've written and find a way to get my characters' backs away from the wall and into the plot again. I know this about myself now as a writer. I'm comfortable about myself with that. I'm comfortable with that technique as a writer for my stories. Not a lot of people are comfortable with that kind of uncertainty in their stories. But I am. Because I know how I write. I understand my writing method. And don't get me wrong, there are times when I do some outlining. I'm thinking particularly right now of, I call it my vanity novel, Wolves of Harmony Heights. I started it as a NaNoWriMo novel. Uh, National Novel Writing Month story, and it became a monster of a story. It's 400 pages long. It's a feel-good, polyamorous, werewolf-shifter-witches story, and I love it. I'm one of the few people who do love it, but I remember when I was Deep in the weeds with this story, and there were many times where I wrote myself into corners and had to stop and let the story figure itself out in my brain, but I just had things out of whack. Again, this was a 400-page novel. I think it's 250,000 words about, and I was just losing the thread, of some of the character arcs and the days of the weeks and uh, what happened when. So I kind of retconned an outline. My friend Kim laughed at me about mapping out the days of the weeks for the student school calendar. A couple of the characters are high school students. But for me, it was a matter of trying to figure out, well, you know, is it Monday? Is it Thursday? It didn't really matter what day of the week the story started, but it had to be consistent throughout the whole thing. So I had to create a whole spreadsheet with the days of the weeks and the dates and when was the homecoming dance and how long were people spending, you know, on this thing and what was the break of time between events. And I ended up essentially with an outline. Didn't really intend to, but I had to to keep it straight. So as much as I love pantsing, there are times when I will default to outlining a um, because of technical reasons, or simply because the stories become too unwieldy. And I probably will end up with some form of an outline for my Dragon's Grail series. There's only one book published at the time of recording this podcast, but five books are written out, and it was designed to be a 12 to 20 novel or novella series. So yeah, I think I'm going to have to end up with some kind of outline, but that's more Of a thing to keep things straight rather than as a direction for my writing. And that's me. That's how I do it. The comfort zone I have in knowing that is what helps me keep writing even when things aren't making sense to me, really. You could only understand that comment if you're a fellow pantser. I I don't think the planners or the outliners are going to relate to that statement at all. Trust me, it's a true one. For those who outline, The value is having the framework and the structure in place before you sit down and end up getting lost in the weeds. Again, if you know how you write and what method you lean towards, you can always use the other method in times where you need either more structure or a little bit of inspiration. I know many outliners who, no matter how detailed their outlines are, will leave a little bit of wiggle room for them in some scenes or with some characters, knowing that things might float one way or another depending on how they write a scene. So it's variable, and you aren't required to commit to one style or another, or any style, really. You could write any which way you want in whichever genres you want. Again, my focus here is less on making sure that you've got the correct style or even the correct style for you than knowing your style. You may try out a style and realize that it's what you should have been doing all along. I personally have tried to outline stories before I write them. It's been a miserable experience every time, and it's just not a good way for me to get into my stories and feel inspired by them and feel motivated to write them. But that's just me. And you know what? That might even change. Or I might find myself writing in a different genre than I normally write and decide that outlining prior to writing is what I need to do in that specific genre. What works for others might not work for you or might only work for you sometimes. All that matters is what gets you to the end, which means all that matters is what gets you started. I hope this has been insightful for you, maybe giving you some food for thought about how you write, or giving you some ideas to explore how you might write. Certainly it's worth trying on different things, if you haven't already, to see what might feel good for you as a writer. So yeah, that's my Alchema lesson, you yeah, do what feels good. I'm not a hippie, and that is not general life advice overall, uh, all all the time, although doing what feels good, you know, feels good. But as a writer, you need to do what works for you. Writing methods matter, but they matter less than getting the writing done. Thanks for listening. I hope you gained some insight or some food for thought from this episode and I appreciate you hanging in there despite my uh, tonally challenged recovery voice here. Remember to sign up for Bulletproof Writer, the free email course on writing and motivation and inspiration. You can do that at my website, and remember it's free, so check it out. I'm hopefully going to have some more courses coming up soon that you'll be able to sign up for, including Whip Into Shape, which is a short course on finishing stories that you've let languish for a while. So again, look on my website for that. If you can't, please rate this show, particularly on iTunes if you listen there. But anywhere you listen, a good rating will help. Boost me up the charts a little bit, which I would appreciate. This is Kimby York signing off. I hope you have a great, productive week full of inspiration, motivation, and creativity. Thank you for listening to the Author Alchemist podcast. I'm Kim York, and I hope this episode has helped to clear away the cobwebs from your inspiration and given you the power to write the stories you want to read. For more podcasts and other tools, please visit my website at www.authoralchemist.com or email me at kimbu at I'd love to read your questions and feedback. Now, it's time for us to get some writing done. Talk to y'all soon.